0: Hello, welcome to the latest episode of Tribe Supper Live on the Gazette Facebook page and later on our podcast channel. If that's where you're listening to, please remember to like and subscribe. Leave us a little review if you can and share amongst your bro, supporting friends and family. I'm joined by Dom Shaw and you guys and masters will be glad to know it should be the last episode for a wee while where we're not joined by Craig Johns because he returns at the end of the week after a well-deserved break. So he will be covering that Blackburn game on the weekend but there's plenty to talk about before we get to that point and Dom we'll start where I think most people will be concerned about, not concerned but most interested in and that is of course the window, transfer window, six days left. Just give us a little understanding of where you think Borough stand at the moment before we go on and talk talk about a few targets.
1: Um, well, well Borough obviously hoping for a busy final five or six days, the, the where they were out really at the weekend in the um, the two or three uh, are hoping, the Borough are hoping to get two or three in and, and there's still the likelihood of um, certainly Chubra Pom going before Tuesday's deadline and, and most probably um, two or three young lads out on loan as well so I think it's going to be quite a busy final few days really but not not a mad dash these are things that have kind of been in the pipeline now for for um, certainly days in terms of the, the deals being been very close to being completed and weeks in terms of the negotiations being being carried out. So um, I, I mean the Andras Bora one is the is the obvious place to start. Craig has uh, from his holidays provided an update on that this morning. Um, Obviously, there was complications to that, which Neil Warnock alluded to uh, after the game at Derby on Saturday. Um, but despite reports from from Portugal, there's been there's been conflicting reports really over the last few days. And, and I think one of the most recent reports yesterday claimed that it was an issue with um, the wages, but but that's not the case. Craig reported this morning that financially the deal is is wrapped up. Um, it's more a it's more a, a, a case of um, Sporar getting um, the uh, green light to 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 move and, and there's um, a tax and customs issue that needs resolving so that Borough are confident that that's going to be wrapped up before the end of the week he was never likely to play against Blackburn on Saturday the, the, the likelihood is it's going to be done before the end of the week hopefully um, and then he'll go away on international duty and then join up with Borough afterwards.
0: Fingers crossed that one gets sorted. Um, you mentioned that Tuba Akpom set a move to POK in Greece. Just explain what's happened there. I mean, last season he was quite the regular. So how has he fallen out of favour? Yeah. Was it just one of those where Warnock's looked at it and thought, well, we need to sacrifice to make room or get a bit of funds in, get wages off the, the, the bill. He's the one that is going to get sacrificed.
1: I think it was clear. He, he played... Um, not, I mean, he wasn't first choice last season. It's really hard to, it's hard to decide who was first choice last season because there was injuries and and a lack of form and, and a lack of options really. Um, but it, but it was clear at the end of the season that that um, all wasn't well. I think with 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 Akpom and and um, the. Warnock had made some comments about how, you know, how it was clear he'd struggled and um, and talked about not signing players from video again and, uh, without watching them in the in the flesh. Um, come the summer, when it was clear that Warnock was prioritising signing, I mean, at the start of the summer, he talked about wanting to bring three centre forwards in, even if it's two Um you would say now that Josh Corburn's above Akpom in the pecking order and Warnock has, has said in recent weeks. So he said after one friendly that, you know, it's no secret that if we get an offer that, that, um, that, kind of ticks our boxes, then we won't stand in Tuba's way. He said that it's no secret that uh, Tuba's not going to play regularly. If he wants to play regularly, he needs to look elsewhere. Um, and then he said after Derby on on Saturday that uh, he didn't include him in, in the gate, in the squad at Pride Park because he was disappointed with what he saw from ACPOM when he was introduced from the bench against QPR on Wednesday. It... It's, it, I, I look at it as, you know, you look at the way things have gone over the, over his year, but, but really over the last few months, I just think it suits all parties for, for ACPOM to move on, be it loan to start with, or, you know, whatever, loan or permanent, I'm not 100% sure, um, but I think he's not going to play and he needs to play. It's clearly, you know, clearly all isn't well there. Um, and I think, you know, out of sight, out of mind, maybe sounds a bit too harsh, but you know what I'm trying to get at. I just think it's going to it's gonna suit everyone for, for him to move on. And I feel, mm-hmm. you know, I do feel for, for Akpon because um, I, I, I don't think he was perfectly suited to, you know, I look at Ipiazu this year and I think, yeah, there's a striker who's going to get, who's going to um make the most of, of Borough's approach and the Warnock. I didn't think that was ever the case with Akpon. That said, on... I don't think he helped himself either. I, you know, I, I regularly kind of came away from games, like thinking, well, what, what did ACPOM offer up there? And and the same would be said in British Sombolonga last year. It just didn't work up front at all. And um, we've said on numerous occasions uh, in, in print and, and on the podcast that... Um, you know, to to make Borough tick as an attacking force, you need a centre forward who, who suits the system, and then everything else fits around. I think in Ipiazu they've they've got that this year.
0: You mentioned there what Warnock said after the the Derby County game. Got the quote here, and he just says he he wasn't here today. I didn't think he contributed enough much the other night, so I gave him the weekend off. Short, brutal, straight at the point. Very much worn it, I guess. And when he when he sees something like that, that's the your card marked, isn't it? Um, we've got a few Some questions. Pictures,
1: just just quickly, just very quickly. Sorry. Some pictures did um, emerge overnight. It, it looks as though um, he's he, Akpom's in Greece, uh, finalising that return to, to PAOK, where where Borough signed him from. Um, so that might well that might might well move quite quickly in the next few days.
0: We've got a few questions, Dom, in the comments about. The Dutch guy. So I'm assuming Phil here is talking about Mitchell van Bergen. So just give a little bit of an update on what's happening with that deal.
1: Yeah, uh, so we know Van Bergen. Uh, the deal was agreed at the back end of last week. Um, Van Bergen last week described Borough as a as an interesting club. I think what he meant by that is kind of you know it's 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 an uh, an intriguing, interesting uh, prospect for him to come and join Borough in the championship. Um, that was before a deal was agreed. Then a deal was agreed, and here and manager, the kind of expectation was that Van Bergen wouldn't be in the squad on. On, on Saturday, he trained alone on Friday um, and the kind of feeling, speaking to those who cover here and being and and, and, um, and who know the kind of ins and outs of the club, the feeling was that he played his last game and then I, I think a few eyebrows were raised when he was in the squad on Saturday for here and bean's game. Um, but Johnny Jansen, their manager, confirmed afterwards that he was actually in because he wanted to give him a farewell to fund he's played 99 games for Herrembeen so in an ideal world he was going to he was going to bring him on um and and kind of give him the farewell at half time that looked ideal because Herrembeen were 3-0 up but then um RKC and I'm not even going to try and pronounce the name of the team they were playing got it back to to 3-2 so he didn't get the opportunity to do that but Janssen said then that, that he fully expects Van Bergen to leave and, and to join Borre as far as we're aware Borre the only club in for Van Bergen or certainly the only not the only club interested but the only club to have agreed a deal um, so it's just a case of of getting that one over the over the line now, but um, yeah, Borough are hopeful of of getting that one done as well. Uh, in terms of Chris's question there, what do you think of Bergen as a player? I don't know a lot about him. I've got to be honest, and I think that's the beauty of of this. That's why this um, transfer window I think's been so interesting and also exciting as a fan and, and as someone who watches the club because. There is an intrigue, isn't there, around players coming in who we don't know a lot about. I've seen, I've seen clips, and um, I'm sure like you have, Chris. But, but that's all. I wasn't aware of him as a player before the name before the name cropped up this summer. Um, but you know, we're told he's comfortable on both flanks and that um, he'll add uh, some pace in the attack. And and it and it is an area clearly that Borough need. To strengthen, um, your Sami Amiyobi is obviously still out injured. We don't know when he's going to be, come back. Isaiah Jones has been a revelation and really has, has bailed Burr out in that attacking area because with what more and and Tavernier out, um, Warner could have been really short if if Jones hadn't come to the fore like he has done.
0: Um, I don't want to give Burr fans a nightmare, but obviously, the last big profile name signed from Herveen didn't quite go to plan, and I mean, that was uh, Afonso Alves. Great record in the Dutch league. He came, didn't he Dom with quite the price tag and it didn't quite work um, at the Riverside. side. Do we, do we think this one's going to go a little bit better?
1: You know what? Um, if I don't know whether Mark Drury of BBC T's listens to this or watches this, I hope he does. Um, but me and Mark regularly argue about about Alves because I maintain there was there was definitely a player there. Um, you know I thought we saw more than enough in the end of the at the back end of his first season when he scored his uh, his his double against Man United and his hat trick against Man City. I mean, obviously it didn't go to plan the following year, but it was a difficult year for Borough, wasn't it? It was kind of a team in transition that didn't click and found themselves. You know, we know what it's like. You see a team every year down the web wants to get into that rut and start sliding and can't find results. It's so difficult to get out of. Um, and when you're a centre forward with kind of big expectations and a big price tag trying to adapt uh, and 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 the pressure's on, it's obviously not, not an ideal time to settle in. Um, so, yeah. Look, you know, the, the gold machine banner obviously um, didn't turn out to, uh, to to be reality. But, um, yeah, I felt a bit for for Alfonso.
0: In terms of Van I mean, you say, obviously, you haven't seen him. I haven't seen him play. And I'm sure lots of people watching this and listening to it haven't either. But what about Warnock? Is that come from, has he kind of hinted at where the interest has come from? Has he seen him? Has a trusted source seen him? How do you think this deal's come about?
1: Well, obviously, the Warlock's comments at the weekend kind of were interesting, in that he said that that one's nothing to do with him. Um, I think it's been what's been clear this summer is, Borough kind of there's, there's almost two categories of players, and that, and I think this is why it's been such an interesting summer, really. There's two categories of players, Borough of, of, of gone after. There's kind of the tried and tested EFL players with that bit of kind of championship snarl and now the likes of Matt Crooks and Nick Piezu, obviously Lee Peltier and Saul Bamba coming in, armed with all that experience. And then there's the and then there's kind of the unknown quantities Martin Piero, Andras Mitchell Van Bergen, and they're just the ones we know about. You know, I'd seen a link with a a Belgian winger yesterday that, that emerged. So the, there are bound to be countless others. Um, I think it, you know it's clear that there's been a balance. A balance has been struck between kind of you know when when Neil Warnock has sat down with the with the recruitment team at the start of the summer. Um, that a balance has been struck between kind of players who Warnock knows he can trust and and who he'd go ordinarily go after and then others who perhaps have been long-term targets and who fit into maybe a long-term strategy and some and some planning for the future um so so i do think it's been an interesting summer in that sense and i i agree with Warlock in that um and and everyone really in that um it's it's about finding that balance isn't it Of, of integrating players who are getting to grips with the championship but not too many at the same time and um I've written a piece this morning on Martin Piero, and just the fact that you know time and patience was always going to be necessary for Piero. He's he's twenty two year old. He's played less than fifty games in his homeland. He's not a senior international, and he's he's been thrust into the kind of cut and thrust of of the championship. Um, so I think what what's Warnock said last week, there's no pressure on Martin. He's told him to kind of enjoy the process of adapting to the English game. He'll play when he's ready. The language barrier certainly makes it more difficult, although Leo Pergovic is now back at Rockcliffe and that'll be a big help. Um, but I think just giving him the time and, and letting him uh, flourish when he's ready is when we'll see the best of Piero. What helps for her as well is the fact that they're well-stocked in midfield with Housen and Morse and Crooks. Um, so so they're not going to beat McNair if you're playing him there um, so that kind of takes the pressure off slightly
0: A question here from Christian or rather he's venting his frustration he says I don't get why all our deals take so long when other clubs do it so quickly what would you say to that Dom? I
1: think I think this is you know deals take long and, and negotiations there are so many complications over the course of a summer I think what, what's often the case is so and I know this isn't a great example because Lee Peltier was a free agent and uh there, there are no complicated matters as such but that one that one stayed under wraps that one didn't get out so when it was confirmed you know you think well that happened quickly where did that one come from when in actual fact it'll have been something that'll have been bubbling under for however long it's just the fact that we didn't know about it whereas I think with um with Sparrar for example that came out at the at the Portugal end and then you know what it's like these days I think with um with the fact that really with social media every kind of small update takes on a mind of its own doesn't it and and becomes a story in itself um so suddenly kind of something might be deemed a transfer saga when in actual fact it's just like bumping along and, and hitting the roadblocks that most negotiations and most transfer most transfers come across so i think it's very very few transfers especially this summer you know it's it's so difficult. I think Borough have done so well this summer to to be so active in in a window that was always going to be so difficult, um, especially coming out of the pandemic, um, to get, what, nine players in already and to still look to get two or three more in before Tuesday's deadline, given the uncertainty. Um, but, but you, you know, I get the frustration because we all, you know, we all love transfers don't we and especially when it's kind of players we don't know about and the excitement and the unknown um, but but yeah I think sometimes the fact that there's the micro analysis of everything kind of plays something out to be a saga when in actual fact that might not be the case
0: um, A couple of people asking about reports over on the continent about uh, a certain Jean-Luc Dompe I hope I've pronounced that correctly um, reports that Bo have made a £2 million bid um, For this player, he's a forward, plays for the Belgian team, zult Re- Regem. You can tell I'm not one for pronouncing names. Um, Anything in that, Dom? Have you heard anything about that? And I guess, you know, are Borough still on the outlook for another striker, do you think?
1: That that that's the name that I mentioned that emerged on Tuesday and um that that was the first I'd heard of of that one. The report I'd read it said that um Zulter had, had uh, I think turned down what was reportedly a bit of two million because they wanted five million, maybe in Euros, I think. Um I, Five million feels very unlikely, doesn't it? Given given um, we're at the back end of the window now, but but as I as I'd said um, with the players who Borough have targeted overseas, you know I I I've listed the likes of Piero and and Sporar and Van Bergen, and they're just the ones we know about. So there are going to be countless others. Um, so so the honest truth is I'm not hundred percent sure it's it's one to perhaps watch and follow in the in the coming days. I think if Sporar was to come in and Van Bergen, um then you wonder then whether Burr would go after another forward, although Warnock did say last week that um if Akpom leaves, which which he looks increasingly likely to be the case, then he might well need to look at another forward, but he might look at a loan, you know. That's something he's talked about. It might be a Premier League loan if if that's a possibility. Um he'd also said last week that there are a couple of free agents that are still on his on his radar. Now one of those uh was is Ola Sanya, who obviously signed last week. Um but there might be one or two others kind of floating around, um, and we know we know what the transfer is like. Names will emerge in the last day or two that kind of nobody was expecting, and and might prompt the mad flurry. I, I mean, Cabano, for example, in January, I don't think that that was expected. Even kind of going in the last the the, the um, opening the last day it was more <clears throat> in the final hours of the of the day, really
0: bit of prayers there for you and Craig. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed David, that. you guys do a good job representing the Gazette in Middlesbrough FC, so thank you for that, David.
1: Yeah, it came. I noticed it came after him telling us that we get all our stuff from the One Borough Forum, so we'll take the second message. From the
0: One <laughs> One um, are there, Is there anywhere else they're looking, do you think, to strengthen? I mean, I know Joe Bennett's been mentioned. I think he's got a few options, Um, so he's just weighing mm-hmm. up where he goes but I mean what, what's the latest on that and do you think are there any other priorities Warnock's targeting?
1: Left side of defence, left wing back um, kind of left side centre half, left back is, is obviously an area that Warnock has talked a lot about. Mark Bowler's the only kind of orthodox by trade left back in the squad now Hayden colson has gone and um, Joe Bennett is is a free agent. Cardiff, unsurprisingly, didn't offer him a new deal, despite the fact he all did. But I think there was they couldn't agree over the the terms and the length of a contract what the player wanted and what what Cardiff offered. Um, he's 31 now. Bennett nine years on since he since he left Borough for Aston Villa. He was a big player for Warnock in the promotion season. Um, and from what I understand, he thoroughly enjoyed playing for Warnock in that season. Um, Warnock has talked a lot about players he, he trusts, players who he knows what to expect from week in, week out. And he's already gone back to Cardiff for the likes of Saul Bamber and, and Lee Peltier, Nathaniel Mendes-Lang last season. So it comes as no surprise to hear that, that contact's been made. Just on that,
0: I mean, you mentioned that you know he, he likes to trust players he's, he's had previously. Do you, I mean can, does that always work though? Does that not maybe sometimes leave him open to a bit of sentimental, you know, where he, his heart rules his head? Always Warnock very switched on the case that yes, you know, he, he likes his relationships, but he's he's ready to you know pull the ladder up if they, if they, if they've dropped the standards and they're not right for his current state
1: well i think mendes lang's a prime example of that in that he, he offered mendes lang the short term contract in january and clearly thought you know i've got the best out of him before i can do it again and and you know my expectation was he'll give him half a season to get up to speed then there'll be the offer of a contract in the summer and and we might see the best of mendes lang this summer for whatever reason that isn't the case and I'm reading reports now that Sheffield Wednesday are in for him. He's still a free agent, Mendes Lang. I think Warnock alone, again, Sol Bamba, he's, Warnock has stressed again and again that there's no sentimental... He, you know, he hasn't been fueled by sentimentality in signing Bamba. He brought him in to get him fit. Has been blown away by how fit he was, and, and clearly thought he can offer something, even if it's not as a as a regular week in week out. He can offer something around the place, and and I think that was the key reason with Lee Peltier as well. And Borough do need that, that experience and and now. Um. So so yeah, I think I think he'll be signing the footballer now and not the footballer three or four years ago. Um. I mean Bennett is one of four or five well, at least targets that Burr have had at left back. We know Kieran Brown is someone who Warnock's looked at. It was Warnock who signed Kieran Brown from non-league at Cardiff. Jake Bidwell as well, although there seems to be a um, a bit of... Um, Burr and Swansea are, are quite far away in their valuation of the player, given that his contract's up in the summer. Um, so, yeah, I think the left back area is 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 something that we'll see um, strengthened over the over the coming days.
0: Before we talk about the draw with Derby, um, I just want to get this question from David. And he says, nice to see the recruitment team preparing for life after Warnock, regardless of what league we are in. He says, got a question for you, Dom, which is, do you think these foreign signings have been given the Warnock approval? Previous comments saying he wanted a championship experience says a lot to me.
1: Yeah, I think that's um, where I talked about the balance between the two, really in the, um, you know, these players are coming in and, and Warnock has said, you know, are, are there, are there, Martin Piero is the example, you know, he's not ready to go straight in. I think Andres Perraro will be different in that he'll be, hopefully be signed and ready to to to, to get straight in amongst it. He's played in Europe, he's four or five years older, he's played in Europe for for a number of years. Um, but, but I think it's that balance really between, Bringing in the players who who've played in the championship, who know what it's all about, the likes of Matt Crooks and Uche Piezu. and I think the thing with with the likes of Crooks and was is although they come in with championship experience. They come in with very much a point to prove in that for both this is their big move really. Crooks, I know has played for Rangers, but he's previously talked about how that move didn't work out, and he thought that that was his chance of a, of a big move with respect to the other clubs that he's played for. Gone, and if Piazu who's kind of been on a on a um a ladder really, a, a one way tra- trajectory, and and again this is his. Big move. So, so I think it's about finding that balance between um, bringing in players with with a, a long term strategy in mind, um, and also kind of twinning that with players who will help to make Warnock system fit in Warnock system work in the short term as the manager looks to kind of get. More success from from an approach that he knows works for him in this in this division. So I do think it's quite a delicate balancing act that we've seen we've seen Borough try to execute this summer.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. And we'll talk about that game against Derby then nil nil, nil draw. Uh, what positives did he take from it, and what and what negatives stood out, Dom?
1: I think first of all a positive is a first clean sheet. I think it was 13 games without a clean sheet last season, and this. Um, so, so to get to get that is is a is a step forward, and and for Joe Lumley as well because you know he, he conceded that soft goal against his former club KPR four days earlier. Um, Warnock joked that he told him in the hotel not to worry about it. It was rubbish, but to forget about it now and and to focus on the next game. And Lumley, you know, he made two good saves in the first half. And an excellent save in the second half, but he, he bossed his box so well as well throughout. Um and and Derby had their moments, but Burra never really looked stretched. The 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 disappointment was in the first half, and Warnock admitted he Burra perhaps worried too much about about Derby in the first half and then got on the front foot in the second half and, and went at them and Jones came to life. Tavernier looked understandably a bit rusty in the first half given his lack of football. His his influence started to grow. Um, and although Borough, you know, they didn't particularly pin Derby back, but you did feel if any team was going to win it, it was going to be Borough. Um, it's, it's, it's by no means a bad point away from home, but I think Borough, probably the team coming away thinking, yeah, if we'd have... Maybe if we'd have put a foot put our foot down a bit more in the first half and just had that bit more quality and thought in the second half, we 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 could have won that one.
0: We've got Callan here talking about Sam Morsey back in, saying he was looking at his best. That was a huge plus
1: yeah I think, um in the first half, he didn't quite have the Burrow missed his kind of steel and tenacity against qPR that you know I'd seen um, someone mention in the comments earlier that McNair and housing struggled a bit against qPR and they did Borough lost control in that game, particularly in the second half morsey morsey's return I thought on the back of that was inevitable at derby um and and he and he and he did what you'd expect of him in the first half but then in the second half when housing came on and and Burra tinkered with the shape ever so slightly and Dyke Steele went back to right back and and with Housen and morsey in there, I thought Bulller completely took control there. but yeah, I agree I think morsey offers something that that the others don't um and i would I would I would expect him to keep his place for for Blackburn this weekend.
0: We've got a special visitor, haven't we, up at Rockcliffe uh, this week. Someone who's particularly fast over 100 metres, Richard Keelty. He won silver medal Mm. in the 4x100 relay at the the, the Tokyo Olympics last month. Um, So he knows what he's doing. Just explain what you know about this little visit up to the training ground.
1: He'd been he'd been to the riverside for the Bristol City game as a special guest. Um, he'd done I think he'd done the uh, uh, the lounges with Jeff Winter beforehand. He kind of had a chat with fans and stuff, and then um, was uh, introduced on the pitch with his medals. But then yesterday Burr had put pictures on and video of, of Kilty at Rockcliffe. He'd gone over to meet the players, but then he'd done a, um, a a session with a group of players, a speed session on the afternoon. And it was all really about kind of speed mechanics, um, helping the players kind of make the most of the speed and, and, and how to get the most of their explosive speed, but also working on kind of injury prevention when at full speed as well. And, you know, Kilty's been around for that long now. And I know um, that he's got plans, you know, he's got an academy, um, he's got plans to go into coaching long term. And, and when you speak to him, he kind of speaks with so much enthusiasm about the sport of athletics and about kind of getting getting people into sport, getting youngsters into sport. I know this is different, working with Borough's first team, but he's, he's got so much to pass on um, that I, th- I think you know, that kind of coaching side of it is going to come naturally to him. He has worked with he's done bits with Borough in the past. He's been at Rockcliffe in the past. And Darren Campbell has as well. Darren Campbell um actually went over to work, we've we've reported this uh, on numerous occasions, but he worked with Adama Trioria when Trioria was at Borough and his uh, advice for triori was to slow down, really. You, even when you slow down, you're still faster than any other player. And that gives you that bit more opportunity and that bit more time to actually think about what you're going to do with the ball when you get to where you want to be.
0: Who do you reckon is the fastest at Borough? I
1: think Jones would take some beating. There, Jones would take some beating. Um, Warlock was saying last week in his press conference that Ola Sanya or Mr. T, as he calls him, um, is pretty sharp as well. So he might, he might, um, take some stopping as well. But I think my money would be on my money would be on Jones. I think
0: before we talk about Blackburn at home and obviously the return of, of Tony Mowbray, um, a few questions, Dom, on how Burr are setting up, how they're playing. So we'll go first off, um. Just on the conversation we had um about the midfield and and, and we've got Mark saying he agrees with you, and I think it was Callan who said Morsi was you know was looking at his best, but he's um he still feels Housen and McNair are more favored by Warnock.
1: Yeah, it's an it's an interesting one that because I think Warnock loves them all as players and as as characters. Housen's the club captain. Um so more often than not, you think Housen's gonna play. He signed Morsey, and as I said, Morsey kind of offers that bit more steel, that's something different. And McNair last year was described as as the best player Neil Warnock's ever managed. So it it's a it's a tricky one. I, I thought McNair, I've always thought he's he's a bit wasted at the back and that he offers so much going forward. But I thought at the back he was um he strolled through, he coasted through on Saturday. And it. And I watched that and thought, I, I can see Warnock now reverting to playing him at the back. I mean, he said last year, didn't he, he's a, he's a top-class centre-half, he's an average midfielder, and I've told him that. And then at the back end of the year, he played him in midfield when his hand was forced a bit, really. Um, I, so it wouldn't surprise me if we we see all of them in there somehow, perhaps McNair in a, in a back three and then Housen and Marty in the two. But then it's fitting, you know, uh, Crooks in and the new signings and then Piero when he gets up to speed. But as a ball's there, you know, one, I could tell you, he'd much prefer that than, than to be stretched and the team picking itself every week because he doesn't have the options.
0: Hmm. It's like we almost planned that because the question that I just put on the screen there is from David and he says a number of fans in the the struggling with McNair and Housen as two in the middle do you think a back three works better with McNair moved into defence on a permanent basis? You've kind of just alluded to. Yeah. I,
1: I like McNair in a back three, because he can step out and almost become that midfielder. And you know that that third midfielder or the second midfielder, depending on what shape you're playing and you you've, you know, he's got the security of Fry or Hall behind. Um I mean, I'll be honest, I, I quite like Dag Steele in a, in a, at the back of a Sorry, on the right hand side of a back three as well. Um, but then, obviously, the injury to Daniel Fisher—you know, a right wing back. You have got Jed Spence, but he's played more of his football in an advanced position. Um, but yeah, I, I do. I I think we'll see more of McNair in a in in the defense. Although, interestingly, we've probably seen more. I, I expected a back three, given that they played a lot that way in a lot of preseason. But um, in actual fact, we've seen more of, of a back four in in the in the early weeks of the season so far.
0: And we'll wrap up then with the visit of Blackburn this weekend. Let's see Tony Mowbray returning back to the riverside. What are you expecting on is it' it's Saturdays, and what are you expecting from Blackburn?
1: They always come and you know, you know, from a longer side, they're always going to come and play. And it was a difficult summer for Mowbray because they finished their season really petered out last season. There seemed to be a bit of disgruntlement in the fan base. They've lost Adam Armstrong, but they've started well. I know they got beat by West Brom at the weekend, but that's no disgrace. I think um Burrs uh Borough's draw against Fulham on the opening weekend is, is looking better by the week because Fulham and West Brom look look very strong. Um so I think Blackburn will, will come and try and play, but um, and Borough will try and rough them up. I think, and and it was interesting when Rooney was saying at the weekend that in the second half, Derby fell into the trap of the of, Borough, of of playing the game Borough wanted them to play, and I think that's what Borough will try and do against Blackburn on on Saturday. Um, I think it'll be a tight game, but I, but I fancy Borough to wedge it.
0: That's what we like to hear. Well, thank you to you guys watching on Facebook and listening later on the podcast. Like I say, please remember to like and subscribe. We will have Craig Johns back next week. He's going to be covering Warnock's press conference on Friday and then the game against Blackburn as well. So we'll have a full team hopefully next week, which I'm sure you guys are all looking forward to. In the meantime, head over to Gazette Live to cover all the latest Middlesbrough FC news.